Just because we have a lot on our plate doesn't mean we get to negate our own growth or the support we need to have for each other. Right. Because at, if you want to have it all, you can't let any of those balls drop. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And when one of your, your life domains is, is lacking, you got to be able to have communication and trust and faith and that vulnerability and openness and honesty with your partner to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And trust, one, that your partner's going to hold space for that. And two, trust that your partner's not going to flip out on you because then you form a habit of, I can't go talk to them. Right. I can't tell them anything. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. So glad to have you here. Remember, our mission is to educate, elevate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose so that you can reveal your most authentic self and live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. That is freaking cool. Glad you're here. This is a special one because this is Meredith, my wife, and I talking about trust and trust in partnership, both personal and business. Before we get rolling, before I give you a little bit more detail, let's talk about our free resources, right? One, you got the Mental Purpose Podcast community, or sorry, the Mental Purpose community on Facebook. We also have the podcast community, but the Mental Purpose community on Facebook is an ecosystem of just everything on purpose filled with people who are on purpose, looking to become more on purpose and elevate their lives so that they can live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. It all matches up, all matches up. So this is a recording that we did uh, in the Men on Purpose community and we decided, you know what? It was really valuable. We got a ton of positive feedback. Let's make it a podcast episode. So this is it. This is raw and real. This is Meredith and I talking about literally how we got started and the, the, the ways that we have strengthened as a couple, uh, as, a, as business partners, because it's really, it's, we got married and started a business together and have been counting on each other ever since. So we're parents, we're business partners, we're married, we, you know, we're about ready to make a move across the country together. A lot of different stuff, a lot of different variables, and we're letting you in on the secrets of how we make it all work and we flourish and we evolve and we stress test and how that trust factor always stays present because there's, there's deep levels of communication and vulnerability and honesty and clarity. And again, we stress test the relationship every day to make sure that when things happen, they're not going to bury you. Things in business, things in family, big moves like we're about to make. So if you're wondering, you know, the secrets behind our partnership, or you're wondering how to strengthen yours, or you want to go into business with your spouse, which a lot of people say, hey, it's dangerous. And guess what? It can be dangerous. But you've got to know going in, if you are purposeful about it, and you've got a plan of action, and you guys trust each other, and your communication's on point, and you are working on your communication every single day, it can work, and it can be really freaking awesome and really successful to build something together for the world I mean, come on, that's awesome for your family. It's freaking incredible. Absolutely incredible. So check it out. I want you guys to really enjoy this episode and give us feedback. Let us know what you think about it. Let us know if you have any further questions. There's going to be a ton of information in the show notes. So just listen openly, take some notes if you want, but really the show notes are going to have a lot of detail and they're going to have probably eight to 10 little secrets that we use to make sure that every single day we are evolving our relationship as parents, as husband and wife, as business partners, and everything else we are for each other, support system, uh, stress testers, accountability pieces, whatever it is, that's it. It's, It's all we got. We're here with each other every day, at home, out in the world, as a playground in a classroom, living our mission, casting the vision for other people, and just being on purpose. and you know what? Evolving, 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 living that mission to a T. All right. So check it out. If you need us for coaching, you know where to reach us, ianlobos.com or menonpurposepodcast.com. If you want to come to one of our front runner events, we have a bunch. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of interest in them. All of our events have been filling up very quickly. We have spaces open, a couple spaces for November and December events. We've opened up January and February and March of next year. Half of them are filled. So get on it quick. You just want more information, jump on a phone call with Aaron and I. 
We'll walk you through it. We'll tell you what's there, what you can expect, what you'll get out of it, costs, all that stuff. It's a really amazing experience. And we'd love to have you there. So no guest intro on this one because Mary and I are the guests. So sit back, listen up, take some notes, and enjoy. For the last couple of Thursdays, well, since I started this group, every Thursday we do a, a topic that people are asking me about, talking to me about, or something that's prevalent in our lives that's coming up that usually most people are experiencing in some capacity. Well, this week and in the next two weeks, we're moving to the West Coast. We're in Baltimore right now, we're moving to Los Angeles, and we're going to literally the settlement in the morning and getting on a plane in the afternoon and just going like we're going on vacation, but we're moving. And that could, scares a lot of people. Scares a lot of people, but it doesn't scare us. So we're gonna show up to LA. Not not that we don't know LA really well. I've been spending a lot of time there. Amir grew up there. So we figured let's have a conversation about trust, especially in an entrepreneurial family couple where there's one person that has to trust the person kind of driving. But then there's me in my position that I have to trust her to take care of everything else behind the scenes. Everything else. The house, the kids, the food, like literally the bills, the doctor's appointments, cable guy, you name it. We don't care. You know what I mean? So it's an important topic. We're going to be covering this on the podcast at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know what? Let's. Maybe we'll do a follow-up on that. Let's just do it here. Watch it. What makes you have faith and trust in the stuff that I'm doing? Let's start from the beginning. What do you mean from the beginning? Like Like when I... 10 years ago? Yeah. Beginning? Yeah. When we first got married, right after that, I left my dad's business and I started teaching swimming lessons for 10 bucks an hour just because I had no confidence in myself, my ability, my trauma was, was kind of locked up in not being good enough and not being able to replicate what my dad had replicated in the manner he had. And, and that was my own shit. That wasn't any doing of his or anybody else's. That was my own thought process. And then it kind of starts from there. If you think about it, like the beginning yeah. of, of well, you I think trusting it was, me. Yeah, it was a transition of like, and I think that you teaching those swimming lessons was like you going back to what you knew best, right? Yeah. Well, Which was being in the pool. I had to go back to somewhere where I had a mastery because I I felt like I didn't know anything about the world. Right. And I didn't want to get a job. I was terrified to get a job. And why? Because I didn't want to be limited. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be limited in time and paycheck. So that's where you come in. So I didn't have the confidence and trust and faith in myself at that time, which many of you who are watching, you might not have that faith and trust in yourself. And that's why you have to get it from somebody else, whether it's a coach like me or your spouse or your partner or a friend. And I remember Chuck, when I called Chuck, our, our, our good friend Chuck Foster, and I said, hey man, I'm, I left my dad's business and it was really hard. And I'm gonna get my real estate license and I'm gonna sell some real estate. And he goes, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> but if anybody can do it, I know you can. Yeah. I don't think there was any once we, so I think there was, cause it took you, you, when did you leave your dad's business? May 12th, 2012. Was it May? Mm -hmm. I thought it was a little bit earlier, whatever. I feel like there was, everything kind of fell into place as it was supposed to. On the surface. Well, yes, on the (laughs) surface, but like, Okay, where, what, what were you feeling when I was feeling like terrified and, and like panicked every day and anxiety ridden and like driving myself to the hospital because okay. I thought I was having a heart attack, like panic attack, calling my mom to give me some, some uh, like any kind of medication that could help me. She's a medical professional, don't worry. Like what were you feeling at that time? Because you look back on it now in our situation now and you look yeah. back and you go, yeah, okay, whatever. She just trusted him. But I was a loose cannon. I wasn't the guy I am today. You, yeah, you definitely were. 
Um, but I had no reason not to trust you and... But didn't you have every reason not to trust me? Yeah, but that wasn't going to help you. Nagging you and yeah, true. complaining and pushing you into something you didn't want. It, that's not... Like, I... that You would not have responded to that. That how would you, not How did you know that, though? Because you had your own anxiety at the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, I was in a job that I didn't love... You know, we weren't making a lot of money. So we were things were no money. <laughs> you were making no money. I was making ten bucks an hour teaching so swimming. So things were lessons. a little bit stressful, but I, I do. You know what I remember? Remember that one time we weren't paying our mortgage. We weren't paying um, the car payments. We no, we were paying car payments. My car payment. Yeah, my car payment. Um, this is so funny. I remember one time. I can't. We, I was like so desperate to go out to eat, like so desperate. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have an extra like $35 in my paycheck. Like things have worked out. There's like an extra 35 And so we went to Outback and it was All like right. the greatest meal <laughs> we have ever had. Um, I don't, there, I, there was never, like I never stopped to question. That's like blind faith. Or was it that I didn't give you enough evidence to support the other theory? That yeah, you there was never there was never enough evidence to support any other theory than like he's gonna go and do. Were you just like he'll figure it out? Was it fear? Like, like I'm not gonna figure it no, out. No, it wasn't. No, it, out. it wasn't fear. It, I, it was like a middle ground of like, I know I can't force him into a job. Yeah. Like, we had a conversation about you writing a resume one time. <laughs> um, and it was not a possibility. I mean, it was possible. It, yeah. It was not a reality for me. That wasn't something I was going to do. Because I remember an interview on Howard Stern with, um, I'm blanking on it. It was like Ed Sheeran or Jamie Foxx or something. I know they're connected. And, they, and, and everybody that I had modeled after... And remember, my modeling is who they are, not what they do or what they have. It was no plan B. Mm -hmm. No plan B. So I guess that is the only job I've ever had, teaching swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. Even though I, I figured, uh, like, I did it like an entrepreneur. Yeah. I didn't follow the rules. I didn't care. I didn't show up on time. Follow like, the rules. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, anyone who knows you. And I'd like to think I know you pretty well. I would say so. <laughs> no, so there's no convincing you otherwise. And that's not like, I don't mean that. It's, it's a good thing, yeah. It's a good thing, yeah. If, like, you, if you make it work. Right, and you, like there was, ne there was never anything that had not worked. Yeah. Like there was always a way to make something work. But in the beginning it was So I didn't have any trust or faith in me. Right. I was blind with a very strong desire to not be a loser. Uh -huh. And that's it. Like I, I didn't have a plan. I, did, I had a plan and I set some goals, but it wasn't like it is today. Um, I just knew like it needed to be better tomorrow than it was today. If I just learned one more thing today, I knew that tomorrow would be better. And if I worked, then this is what I got from my dad. Again, not a bad thing. It just it served me then. It just doesn't serve me today. But I knew that if I could outwork the competition, I'd win. Mm -hmm. So I went to you know teach lessons at at like four thirty in the morning, and then I came home at like nine thirty at night. You know, I went to teach lessons yeah. at the swim club, and then I went to the real estate office. You know, we're kind of fast forwarding, but like, obviously I got my real estate license and then we well, had... Well, at that point you were teaching like the, at like the master's, master's yeah. class. Yeah. But still 10 bucks an hour. Was it only 10 bucks an hour? It was. And I always had this entrepreneurial mindset. Plus the stuff that was going through my mind at that time was like, man, my dad, my grandfather, like my, my, my mom's dad, my mom's brother, like so many people in our family lineage were entrepreneurs. And the story that I was telling myself was, 
am I the loser of the family? Like, am I the failure? Am I the guy that's going to stop the trajectory of, of people? Well, you did, you did put a lot of pressure on this is our that, cat, Patty, that, by the way. that legacy. Yeah. Paddington, can you say hello? <laughs> um, We're not those people. Even though I am going to driving this cat out to California. Or not. We're not those people. We didn't take wedding pictures with this cat. You know who you did take wedding pictures with? My parents' dog. <laughs> Um, yeah, you did, actually, that, you did put a lot of pressure on that legacy of, like, everybody before me has done it, so I have to do it, too. And it was, like, half of it was, why can't I do it? I should be able to do it if everybody has. My dad's taught me a lot of stuff about business. I learned a lot about business, but <clears throat> this is my insecurity was, but I don't know if I can do it on my own. I don't know if I have what it takes to run a full business. And, uh, and the answer is, well, of course you didn't because you never ran a full business. You know, you didn't run every single aspect of every single thing in, in my dad's business. I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So my fear was based on a lack of education, knowledge, skill, habit. So of course the, I was perpetuating the fear by saying, I don't know if I can do this. And the answer was, yeah, of course you don't know if you can do this. You haven't learned it yet, you know? Yeah. But I think the one thing that I like, where, 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 were there any milestones where you were like, besides like paychecks, where you, where you were saying, and, and by the way, I, I get this question a lot from people because people look at us today and they go, well, how'd you do that? But they're not remembering that nine years ago, we were rolling pennies for gas and, and, and eating at the Outback with 35 bucks was like the biggest luxury that we had, you know? And so. I think that was the last time we were at Outback too. <laughs> And I was, we were still judging it. Yeah. What was the checkpoint or what was the, um, what was the evidence that you had to say like, okay, it's working or it's not working besides money? Um, I think, ooh, that's a good question. What evidence did I have? I honestly, for a long time, I didn't realize what like how much commission was coming in when you started like really. Sure. So I think it, it, there was a lot about you and your attitude and your demeanor. But it wasn't how, nice back then. But it was different from the like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair. I mean, you, you get really intense when you put a lot of pressure on a situation, or you used to. Mm. And... I think I still do. I mean, ask Aaron. <laughs> but not in the same way. In, no, in a no. Much, it's a, it's much, much it's more, more refined. Like, yeah, much more refined, much more um, like aware. Yeah. And versus like before it was just like work, 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 like do that, you know, like just like hustle, hustle, grind, grind, you know, and like it was constant all the time. Um, Versus now, like, you know, you know when you have to slow down. Sure. When it, you have to pay attention what to... What was your evidence? Oh, but people want to know that because most people gauge their evidence by the check, especially in business. Ah, this is going to be bruised. Um, it was definitely the way that, that you were waking up in the morning. But I was waking up anxious for years. <laughs> Are you... No, but from the outside. So these guys, so, these okay. guys watching are gonna, they wanna debunk everything that you're saying. Like you're, you're the, instead of me telling you this is what worked, like they're gonna get it from a different perspective. So I wanna know like, when were you like, were you ever scared? No. No, no. no. So I took all that on? Yeah. But I also held us to a high standard. I had faith in you. I knew that it wasn't. But why? Because there's guys watching right now who want to... You're not a loser. <laughs> but there's guys watching right now who want to quit their jobs. Yes. And they want to sit down. They want to talk to their wives. Granted, we had just gotten married. We had been married for not even a year when I started in real estate. When I left my dad's business, it was maybe six months. And, like, that was, a, that was an early on relationship. We've been yeah. in business for our entire... We've been married for 10 years this October. We've been in business almost an entire time. Nine and a half uh, years ago. Yeah. So... What my dad said to me was, 
is you're gonna grenade this marriage or you're gonna be real strong. Is there's no gray area. You can't live in gray area when you're going after the type of goals you're going after. You both have to like, be really on point. I think that we weren't like, I had a job. I didn't love it, but I had a job. Until you got furloughed and I went into a full out panic attack. No, that was the second. Oh, that was the second time. That was the second time. No, because I remember I left yeah. the job to go the wedding. Work. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, the wedding venue. But even when I got, well, that's when I started working with you when I got like. Right, 2013. When my job was restructured. Yeah. So I think it helped that one, we weren't. We had no options. We had, but we also didn't immediately start working together right away. Like I. So year. Yeah, my first year, that's right, my first year, so my first you, eight months I did it by myself. Yes. Yeah. Like you, I was, on, I was on more of the outside at that point, so I could offer different support. This is true. Like true. more like emotional support. Yeah. At, like in the very beginning. You and what's, like. What's interesting is I needed you to say you're doing a great job. You know, like I do today. Mm -hmm. I'm really I'm so proud of you. Like uh, affirmation, and I didn't want that because then I feel like I would have been. I would have like the pressure may have been off. So you not like, and this isn't advice to everybody, but this is what worked for me, and then didn't work for me at the same time was I didn't come home every day with a paycheck, and you're like, great job. Look, we can do this. Like, it wasn't that type of verbal. It was nonverbal, just like steady, stable, not flipping out on me. That other side is what helped me more yeah. than you. Well, what like, is it going to do for you if I flip out on but, you? But but a lot of people will, will will blast their insecurities on their on their partner who is going out and doing something mm -hmm. that's really risky. Now, granted, we didn't have kids back then, so answer the question to these guys. The guy says, you know, I want to quit my job, uh -huh. but my wife's going to kill me. She's never going to do that. To one, I say your spouse has to believe in you right. or it's never gonna work. Yeah. But what advice can you offer them of like, no, take the chance because you, you'll, you'll always regret it, mm -hmm. you know? And here's how you measure the progression. Well, I think now. Or is it just, I believe in you and you can do this. Well, and, so it's two, there, so there are two answers to that question because when you left your guys' business and you were going into real estate, the stakes were really low for us. Sure. You know, there wasn't, we didn't have kids, we didn't have multiple mortgages, like, we didn't, you know, like, so this, and, and not that, like, you could just go and just, oh, whatever, it didn't work, but, like, the stakes were really low, so, like. And they the, weren't, though. They weren't low. They were low in that context. But in the other side right. of, of I've never thought about having a job. It was not well, an option. Yeah, but I'm talking about just like because if you like when we when you talk about going and get like leaving your job, like what does everybody immediately think about? Like financial security. Like we've got all this. We have got responsibilities. We've got kids. We've got all that. We didn't have any of that then, so that wasn't a major sure. like factor in how I was going to react. And how it was gonna affect yeah. me you sure. know it was like we have this opportunity now to see what's gonna work and to like like because you had talked about real estate for so long right and it was like well now's the chance like now's the opportunity to go and do that but when we talk about leaving real estate now it's scarier it's scarier and that is when I think for me, I had to have not blind faith, but I had to like, ev like recount year after year after year in our marriage where I have zero evidence that you can that you would not make it work or not achieve what you set out to achieve. There's a surrender piece in there for for those of you watching. There's a surrender piece in there where if your insecurities would have been pushed onto me, I would have absorbed them instantly, mm -hmm. my choice, well, and, and it would have affected me. And that's something that but we know, you know about our relationship, sure. is that like, 
when I am insecure, when I have an issue, you take that on as your own yeah. problem to solve. Yeah. And and we've had to work through a lot of that in our own relationship. Yeah. So we stress test constantly. Yeah. Yeah. We probably more than we should. <laughs> but we're constantly testing the bridge to make sure when the train or something heavy goes up, uh, across it. And those of you that coach with me or know me or heard me on the podcast, I talk about the train bridge all the time. It's a bike bridge and everybody's cool. Then you drive a car over the bike bridge. It might be able to withstand, but the moment you take a train over it, it's decimated and it's not, not coming back. And that's the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so at this, at this point, it was scarier leaving real estate for me. Right with all that we have at stake. Um, but there's a surrender piece in it too, which is like, I'm not gonna try and control this situation. Yeah. And for me that worked better because it made me know without even having to ask or having you telling me that you had faith in what I was mm -hmm. doing. Cause she's not saying anything. So if she were nervous about it, she'd probably say something. If she wasn't, she may, I don't know. I'm just gonna go. Like I've never, I might nag you about little things. Dishes. <laughs> but I don't even really nag you about that. Um, I think that it, it, it's like one how our relationship kind of started. Like it was very honest from the beginning about situation. the situation yeah. and what was happening. So I think that we both kind of knew that there was an eventual, there was going to eventually be a point at which we, like a change would have to be made. Yeah. So and my, for my dad's business, yeah, yeah. for, yeah, yeah. for, co you know, career, career wise for you. Um, so it wasn't like a shock and it wasn't like, a, fuck, how are we going to make this work? We've got all these responsibilities. It was like, if we're going to do this now is the time. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I know that you are not going to do it half assed. Sure. Is it the. Again, this, this guy's oh watching. God. He wants this clue. So we're just getting, we keep breaking this thing down. It's, it's, it's not. so, I think, I think like for me, I'm just like, well, you just, you trust and you have the conversation. You have, so like, you have a guy like, like me that constantly casts a vision. Yeah. So you think, I think that's being, it? Well, constantly, but also being like, you are very open about your. Everything's. Your what? Everything's. Yeah, like, and, and, and the vision that you have for your life and how, what you see for yourself, whatever. So for our entire relationship, I've known this. Oh, this and like your expectation of yourself and life and what you can do and what you want to achieve, whatever. So I think there's like an openness to the conversations that you have. Like if, if you've got a side hustle <laughs> that. It, you know, that you haven't really expressed is important to you. I, it's all about communication. Like, that's go. like, I mean, I, uh, you know, there was not one single moment where, you know, I, I do remember when you came home and you're like, I need to leave my dad's business. Yeah. And we were sitting, it was in the condo, like, it was like a Friday, and I, we were, I was sitting in the bathroom, like, on the counter, you were, like, at the door, and... I, we sat there for like an hour and had this conversation and it wasn't, it was like, yeah, we don't know what's next, but things started to fall into place very quickly. And it was trusting each other through that process and discussing it. And were you scared at any time? No. Really? Yeah. How was I so scared? Was it because I didn't want to have to do the work at first? Probably. Because I, for well, me, it was like, me about think, me though. It was yeah. me and my faith in me. And I was yeah. just, I was coasting off of, and like, I had my outlet plugged into your plug. Like I wasn't getting juice from me. Mm -hmm. I was getting juice from you. Yeah. That's like the there was never a time where I was like, fuck this thing's, this is going to go Yeah. downhill. And, and, and I think that communication piece to you guys watching. All right. So. All right, for, for those of you that are taking notes, I know Evan is taking notes. Okay, so <laughs> let's... I'm gonna let's, these notes. But let's... Is it communication? Yes, so, but, but here's me... the thing. You can't not communicate things. And I think also, too, it's like, for me, like, were there times where I was like, well, what the fuck is going on? But I was never, like, scared, but I was like, okay, I need... If I 
freak out right now and if I like push too hard or if I like you know whatever it's not gonna help this situation but how did you know that like you weren't getting coaching back then no. and so let's let's hold I, the... I just happened to be there's your screenshot right there <laughs> just happened <laughs> to be really in tune no it just that maybe that was my way of I feel like that's a fear or insecurity of like, just let's just sit tight, not say anything, not ripple the water. Let's see what this guy does. But I never, but that wasn't how I felt about it. Okay. I was like, the way I felt about it was there, like, there's no need to make a big deal about this. There's no need to put more pressure on it. There's no, like, why do other people do that? So there's a guy watching right now or a lady watching right now. There's a couple of ladies in, in this community saying, I really want to do this, but there's no way I could breach this with my spouse, my partner, my, my root whatever. Like there's no way I can breach this. If I do this person's going to be scared shitless the entire time, always up my ass. It's not worth chasing my dream. So is it, but that's like, I feel like that's each individual person's like vulnerability, right? Totally. Like you can't, but is that the telltale that the relationship, like, so we talk about your business grows to the extent that you do, right? right. So is this Everything the business, the, the side hustle? Yeah. With, with, for like the person that's watching, yeah. like we're the proof that it can work. Mm -hmm. And we'll write a book about the pieces of communication I mean, and faith and trust. Here's the thing. It's never going to be easy and perfect. You're gonna have to, like Ian said, you gotta, we stress test every single day. But you're making a choice every single day of how you handle that stress. And then getting up the next day to test it in a different way again. Yeah. With to make learned. you better. With what you learned. With what you learned and how you yeah. handle that situation and where you came out of it. I think, like, when we, when, we have disagreements. <laughs> we learn a lot, especially about ourselves, not just about yeah, like, yeah. and I think that's where we come out of, of yeah. disagreements is like, okay, this is what I'm learning about myself in this right now versus Which is, like, that's responsible. Right. It's very responsible. It's like a thing over here. Um, we come out of disagreements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we come out of talking more about ourselves. Like, like when a few weeks ago, when we both, it, we were like, we were both have in, in a lot of fear sure. about like our transition and our move and things were not. Just do this. No. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Things weren't totally planned out yet because we still had a couple of unknowns and we and got into a disagreement and literally at the end of the, the disagreement, at the end of the night, we were saying that and we were, it was, this is, this is what I've learned about myself. Yeah in this disagreement, this is what I've learned I need or what I've recognized that I need to strengthen within myself versus, and I think that's how well, but, you strengthen a but relationship. That is responsibly, that's a responsible So are we talking argument. about the non-responsible person? No, we're talking about how do you acquire those skills because we didn't you have to, battle you have like to, that in the beginning. No, but you have to like work at it Because I had day. my comments, you, you had yours. I know, but you have to be vulnerable enough to say, to like stop yourself from like the blame game and sure. say, okay, like I... <laughs> we started off with an argument, like blaming each other, but then at the end of the night, we're like, that's why I was blaming you because yeah. it's like, it's an issue for me. It's a fear I have or an insecurity or it's me having to be vulnerable when I don't want to be or sure. whatever it is. Like, so then that's a good piece. So then it really looks like communication has been, is like a, a front runner right now. <laughs> what a cross promoting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's communication, it's being vulnerable, but it's also like recognizing within yourself, like it's a self-responsibility self, and accountability yes. to not get in your way, not make meaning of the shit that's happening now. That's the big thing. Like I could have made so much me. Oh my God, we just got married and like I was relying on you and what am I supposed to do now? And blah, this is blah, what I'm Kate like, tells you about your strength and your independence. This is why it worked. <laughs> this is why it worked. But it like I, I could have gone through all of that. But making the choice to realize like, no, that's just me being Sure. Like I'm not thinking this through. Like what's at the other end of this? 
and even if there even if there's not some big business like who knew that when you went when we went to that open house and, that, on and, that, that and it was it was so like everything like the universe like lined up. everything up so there's and another piece of surrender so we're saying surrender and communication yes. Evan, write those down surrender communication vulnerability but also like being vulnerable with yourself like you have to admit to yourself like your fears your traumas your life sure. you know there's a huge piece in all of that that the vulnerability, the communication with oneself, the accountability and responsibility, setting expectations with yourself, all on, on you to you. Because there's somebody watching this right now who has a job who says, I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds really good for you guys. You had some kind of advantage. I can tell you right now, we did not have an advantage. My dad had a very successful business when I was younger. And by the time I turned 29, that business was almost gone and he luckily saved it and I went on and started a real estate career but the, the the big driver for me in real estate was hey we, we gotta like some we have to diversify the portfolio because if that shipping business goes down we all go down Mary and I my mom and dad like, the four of us would go down so there was a huge piece to, to that move which was I got I gotta go my dad my dad said like just don't half-ass it. Just, if you're gonna do this, you gotta put all the chips in on you. You have to bet on you. And you're the only one that can fail. That's it. Nobody else, blame no one else. That's another piece, write down. Blame no one else but you for your failures or your successes. Celebrate the shit out of your success and celebrate the shit out of your failure. It's all your fault. The guy who doesn't show up to do the inspection and it costs a deal, the, 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 you know, the broker that doesn't check off your contract as like the babysitter style that the, the one brokers that I was at way back when, like, and the, and the deal fell through, it's no one's fault, but yours. And that I learned early on to not blame other people. Mm -hmm. So that piece was crucial for me because granted, I've still blamed a lot of people, but at the end of the day, like that's my initial emotional reaction Then I'm like, no, I could have done something different, but that's how we build systems. And that's how I increased my skills around building systems and procedures because I thought, okay, I can spend energy blaming someone right now, even though it's really not their fault. Yeah, like they didn't show up or the mortgage lender. Oh my God, you remember that one deal, that loser from, um, I won't say the name of the company, but like the, the, oh, the day of settlement, we realized that he had never processed the file. And we were counting on every single penny. And I was out there hustling as hard as possible to get clients. And we were counting on every penny to come through just to survive. And the guy didn't turn the docs in. He didn't even turn the file in. He lost it like in the, on a street corner somewhere. And it had like the buyer's social security numbers. And all I could think was, oh my God, this guy's going to ruin me. Like I built so much in, the, in these, what was that? That was like the first two months or three months. It was over, I always remember it was over the summer because we were going to go to the beach. Oh yeah, it was 13. Yeah, 13. it was 13. Yeah. So that was, that was within the first year. Now here's what happened. I made a call to the lender, to the, to the manager who, who wound up becoming a, a very close friend and still is today. And I said, listen, I don't know what to do because I don't know what I don't know. I need your help. I'm like, this is everything. Like I need this to survive right now. And I know that's not the best way to do things in business, but that's what we had. And we're not going back. And the guy said to me, and this is, again, this is trust, faith, and communication. The guy said to me, Ian, I will make sure it's done. And I was like, and I said, Tim, I, I, I dude, I'm, I'm scared. And he said, you're a guy that I don't want to not be in business with. You're a guy that I want to continue on with. I will make this happen, you have my guarantee. And at that point, I didn't communicate blame for the other guy. I mean, I definitely had some choice words about this kid that really messed up. Um, but I said, okay, listen, that aside, Tim, how are we gonna solve this? And he goes, don't worry, I got it. I got it, I will not let you down. And I just had this blind faith in this guy and his confidence in himself that he was gonna get it done. And so instead of placing blame and focusing energy on that, I put energy on trust and faith in Tim and the systems that he told me about that I now learned. Mm -hmm.
the follow-up systems from my side for title and for lender, and that went in our procedure. And that was that was uh, that was still when I was on my own. Yeah. Because the brokers we were with, and that at that point, uh, the first brokers we were with wouldn't let me have a team. They wouldn't let me have an admin. They wouldn't let me have anybody. So it was challenging. But I remember coming home and I was like, you're never gonna believe this. And and this was from like this was a huge step up from like. You know, doing Section Eight rentals for two hundred dollars a pop in the beginning because I just anything that I could that I could make money from, I did. Mm-hmm. And so, I really like that point of those variables of communication and trust and faith and vulnerability and not placing blame and like that was I I think looking back on it, that's what allowed me to survive another week. Yeah. But then the philosophy of if I can just learn one thing that I didn't know today, like I'll be better tomorrow Mm -hmm. or learn one thing today. I'll be better tomorrow. Learn one more thing that I knew yesterday. I'll be better tomorrow. And then there's also this, this piece of there's a genuine curiosity about how things work that I didn't understand the the sales business and call it insecurity. But I did not want to be the dumb guy in the room. And I know you're supposed to be the smartest, not, not the smartest person in the room, but I was so insecure that I, I wouldn't know what I was talking about to a client that I studied and I learned as much as I could so that I could be, I could look smart because I was afraid of looking stupid. So I had a genuine curiosity and I still have that today and I don't have those insecurities, but I have a genuine curiosity about learning how things work, how systems work. Why'd they do that? Why did it go through these two steps and not three steps or one step? How can we refine those steps? So I started building curiosities at that point through my insecurities, but not blaming the insecurity for it hindering me, but thanking the insecurity for pushing me. It's the headwind versus the, tel- the tailwind mentality. It's either gonna be a headwind and stop you or a tailwind and push you. You have two choices, that's it. Two choices. So, and then things started rolling. Yeah. And I remember at six months in, mm-hmm. when we, I set a goal. So here's another one. You gotta set goals. And I didn't know how to set goals back then like I do today, like at an expert right. level. At purposeful goal setting, not the bullshit they teach you in most places, but the really purposeful goal setting. We're not like, oh, I wanna make a million dollars, but you haven't even figured out how to make 50. Don't do that. You're, 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 a, you're in the very slim minority who's gonna be able to figure that out. And the thing is, if you figure it out on one side, what's the other side of the coin? All of your life domains, like we talk about in Front Runner in our coaching, like out of the 10 life domains, which ones will be sacrificed because you're just balls out on this and all your energy and all your resources are to this figuring it out. So setting goals was big. And I remember one of the first goals I set was to meet Madison Hildebrand. Oh yeah. Because we were deep into we're Bravo deep, TV. Then. We were deep into uh, Million Dollar Listing. And uh, like the like the original mm-hmm. seasons with uh, Madison Hillebrand from Malibu. And I just put it on this little notebook that I had. I want to meet Madison Hildebrand in 2013. And I want him to um, give me an award. Like I just felt like I was we were in the this, same brokerage. Yeah, we we're in the same brokerage. So yeah. and I knew that the brokerage gave awards like coast to coast and like they, they use their celebrity agents to give other agents like local regular agents awards and I'm like, I wanna get an award from that guy. So at six months in, Mare and I are standing in MT Bank Stadium and out walks Madison Hildebrand and hands me an award. <laughs> Love to find that picture. I have it. I have it. No joke. But there was a it was weird. I didn't have faith and trust in me. It was March of 2013. Years. I had faith and trust yeah, that my goals bad. and my vision wasn't too crazy. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I had a, I had, I'll say that again. I, I didn't have faith and trust in me and my ability. I was acquiring it and I was giving myself grace that I didn't know what I didn't know, but I was determined to figure it out. But I had faith and trust that my goals weren't out of whack. That my big, crazy goals were, were attainable. And 
like this is literally for those of you gonna watch on YouTube, we'll um, we'll pull it up. It's March of yeah, you'll find it. So we'll post it up on the group page, but that's what that's what happened at month six, and then at that point, I kind of picked my head up. That's when you probably started having real serious faith and trust because I brought home the I, I brought I do I brought home the award mm -hmm. where I was like number one in the office and number 19 in the region out of 1500 agents. At that point, there was a shift in me. Mm -hmm. I looked at this piece of paper in the back of this, it looked like a funeral home, no offense, but it did. Probably looks different now, but it looked like a funeral home. Old furniture and like, like dark mahogany stuff was gross. And pictures of horses jumping, and um, How do you really feel <laughs> no I hated that office I love the, the knowledge the manager but oh here's another one I had faith and trust in my mentor in my coach who's the manager of that office and every night we had a deal I don't I'm not gonna say the deal because I don't want her to get in trouble but we had a deal and I would sit there as it she, wasn't like weird no it wasn't weird like it was just a sketchy. it was, it was just a... yeah it was it was like it was libations if you will and I would keep her company and then she would, and I would answer the phones all night uh, until I decided to leave, maybe like nine or 10 o'clock. And then she would just teach me about things. And I would just, she said, if you want to sit there, you can ask me any question you want while I'm kind of grading papers. And so I took advantage of that. So that was one of the things that I listened to Madison Hildebrand say uh, on a Bravo interview was, how did you get so successful? Madison said, you've got to select the right mentor. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that the mentor was everything. Madison said in that interview, I'll try and find it and post it. The mentor will, will, will lift you or break you. You've got to choose your mentor, your coach wisely. Not everybody's created equal. Not everybody who's got that designation of mentor or coach or leader is the same and can guide you. You've got to be very careful and aware of who you're letting guide you. Right. So she uh, really helped me a lot. And, and I took full advantage of it. And I, every day, as, as much as I possibly could, five days a week, I was there just picking her brain, asking her questions and refining my little systems. So I had blind faith and trust in her. Um, and I really appreciated that at that time. And until, look, at a certain point, if your leader or your mentor isn't growing, kind of like a relationship. Yeah. If you are not growing in your relationship, the relationship is doomed. If your partner isn't growing, I'm not tapping you because I'm saying you're not growing. I'm saying like if your partner isn't growing or you're not growing, there's not a lot of sustainability and longevity to that I, relationship. That's, that's probably a good like piece of it too. If, like if your partner isn't willing to grow and trust you, and like if they can't take that leap with you in the journey of growth and challenging themselves. You know, like that, like you, you were able to come to me because we, like, I was willing to make that change sure. with you and then do the growing with you sure. versus like people are scared to have that conversation with their partner or to even go after their dreams. But, I mean, how shitty is that for the lack of a better word? Shitty, like, but, there are people that are going to sit. We know people like this, a yes. lot of people like this who will live in fear and subsequently form uh, resentment and regret and anger over their spouse, mm -hmm. but they never actually communicate. Or maybe they did once like, Oh, I'd like to start a business. And the person was like, you, yeah, right. And they shut down. Yeah. And then the relationship starts to dissolve a certain piece, certain life force of it. I, I think just goes, we don't have that luckily because we made a commitment blindly, I guess to, I don't know if it was blindly. I think it was maybe, um, I mean, the personal growth. It, well, yeah. Ooh. Well, not blindly, but trusting each other that we were right. just going to keep rising together. It may have been in... There's been times, though, where you said, like, I'm afraid you're, like, you're going so fast. Like, I'm afraid... I was afraid that I was going to leave you behind because you weren't right. operating at the same intensity. Well, you're far more intense than I am. True, and but I, I mistook that. I mistook that. Yeah, and that's the difference is you grow and change and learn completely differently than I do. But I have like, a lot of people counting on me. Well, I, but even, you know, before this. True. Like, 
you are you're like give me more give me more give me more and i am more of a like um marination is that a word what marinating like i (laughs) i need some time i process things i work through things i discover new things about that thing well there's a piece of communication right there is allowing your partner to work through at their pace yeah and how they need to as long as they have the commitment it's unconditional you don't get you don't get to put conditions. I'm a, I'm way guilty of that with you, like faster. Let's go move. Mm-hmm. But but could you imagine? No. If I was if no, it would no. not. This wouldn't work. Evan and I were talking about that. Like, I, I, there's no way that I could be with somebody like me. <laughs> oh my god! No way! No, absolutely. Because it, it, it would turn into a competition. Yeah, all the time. And it would be a it would be a competition of. Of not of not looking good or looking smart or not looking dumb or, or or being important or getting affirmed and all you do is one up each other. We know couples like that. They yeah. just one up each other. Yeah. I mean, we know that we're not like we're not we don't know no, but uh, we know of. It's interesting because there, there's a lot of things like this right here that we're doing now is very important because we do this off camera. Right. Um, where we don't let, you know, we have, we have a multiple businesses where you have two kids, we have the podcast, the group, front, like we have a lot of different stuff going on, a big move coming up. So we're not allowing, and I think maybe this is another piece that we write down as a, as a, as a check, is we're not allowing life to like for ourselves to exist in life mm-hmm. and for life to just carry us like the wind, like a dandelion in the wind, you know, those little white fluffy flowers. A just, dandelion? Not, you know what is I mean. that what it is? No, I don't think, dandelions are like the little yellow. Oh, anyway, what are you know those the little puff flowers? They're like white and they just, whatever, I don't know. So we have made a conscious choice to, to have check-ins with each other regularly and so our communication and our vulnerability and our and even with our children, like last night I said, or this morning, I said, guys, we have two weeks until we move to the day. And I said to you, are you nervous? I said to Ellis, are you nervous? Are you scared about anything? She goes, no, dad, I'm good. I have evidence. And I said, cool. And that was it. Like we're just doing some check-ins because just because we have a lot on our plate doesn't mean we get to negate our own growth or the support we need to have for each other. Right. Because at, if you want to have it all, you can't let any of those balls drop. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And when one of your, your life domains is, is lacking, you got to be able to have communication and trust and faith and that vulnerability and openness and honesty with your partner to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And trust, one, that your partner's going to hold space for that. And two, trust that your partner's not going to flip out on you because then you form a habit of, I can't go talk to them. Right. I can't tell them anything. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like I watched my parents do that. And again, I'm not blaming them. It's nothing wrong. It's just something that wasn't serving of the relationship. Whereas my mom would have a certain reaction and my dad would say, well, I'm just not going to tell you then what's going on. And then what happens is it builds, 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 builds. And then something happens and it's like, whoa, now you see the whole thing. And now there's this, you're not talking about the, the change or shift in communication or skill or habit or, or, or vulnerability or openness or honesty you could have with each other. Now you're only focused on the fact that why didn't you tell me all these things? That's again, that blame piece. Mm-hmm. That's you're, you're living in your traumas in the present. You're not living in the present with, okay, cool. Well that happened, right? How do we change this moving forward? And that's one commitment that we made to each other. If we're going to be in business together and we're going to go after the lives that we truly want with each other, and be responsible with each other, be accountable to each other, then we have to maintain, there's nothing I can't share with you, which sometimes is like a little too much, but. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. There's nothing we can't share with each other because we have to know that there's nothing being hidden. Right. Because you know we're out in the world, we're our own island, we're creating our own boat, we're building our own boat bigger as we go. And um, I think this was very helpful today. I think so too. I know Nick got something out of it. Nick. <laughs> All right, how are we wrapping this up? Do you have any final words that you'd like? Any? Why don't you have any? some final words? There's six minutes. Um, I don't know what final words. This is going to be a podcast, by the way. It, <laughs> so, you want to. Now, wanna... a lot of pressure. 
Okay. Communication, willingness to learn about yourself. And willingness to and learn. Willingness to like, learn. Uh, curiosity to learn. But I think that like, <coughs> that's a big thing. Is like in our in and like being understanding of the other person's like where they're coming from. No, their growth. Uh, growth style. Style. Yeah. 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 That I mean, that's something I definitely fail through big time. Because it scares me. Like, just think about it, guys, for you, for you watching, you know, put yourself in my shoes, take big risks, you know, big risks, big failures, you know, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, had partnerships that have failed miserably, cost us many, many, many dollars. But I tell you right now, that train bridge thing, mm -hmm. if you and I had not have been open and trusting and vulnerable and open, honest and, and very clear with each other in our communication, and solid in our foundation, even though we've got constantly stuff to work on. When in 2019, when we had our partners steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from us, and I was, I called my dad and said, how the hell am I gonna tell Meredith? Mm -hmm. And he goes, if your relationship is solid enough, the bridge will take the train. And it'll shake, and it'll be scary, but she'll just look at you and say exactly what you did, which is, you got a plan, and I know you'll figure it out. And that was it. And then I just, like, if you would've flipped on me, it would've broken the last fiber of confidence well, but, and that here, I would have. Here's the other side of that too, is like, I was involved in that. Sure. Uh, you're not the only person to blame. Right, but we could have blamed each other. We could yeah. have blamed ourselves. Like, like and I did, uh, you know, I thought, felt like a loser. I felt like a failure. I felt like an idiot. I felt like I got swindled and I felt vulnerable and I felt all these things. Right. And I said, okay, I can feel those which are only present because of the traumas in the past, or I can take this as an immense blessing it is. And by the way, for those of you listening, that was very difficult to do. But yeah. I knew that this was the point in which my life was gonna shift if well, I allowed it. Yeah. And I started making choices to go toward, not away. And I started to make all that shit that happened the tailwind to push me. And we're only here today because that happened. Mm -hmm. We're only the people who we are today because that happened and subsequently the choices we made afterward. Because we could have gotten into some shit, like we had some friends at that time who got into some shit and they battled it out and they almost got divorced and they just sunk with the ship. Mm -hmm. But we had a kid and you were pregnant and that wasn't an option. Nope. You know, and I went through all the, all the, all the layers or whatever you call them, stages of, stages of grief. grief. My dad's like, okay, so what? So fucking figure it out. Yeah. So make sure it doesn't happen again. So put your things in place. Write all your write all your um, uh, write all your failures out. Write all the pieces that you did well out. And then don't make those same mistakes, and you're good. Just because it, it costs a hundred dollars or or a million dollars doesn't mean that it's any less potent. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it, it, it's a bigger or a lesser lesson. And we went through that, and we survived that and thrived through that. Right. You gotta think, that hit, we had to refire one of our businesses, we had to bring the coaching business up, and then all of a sudden, 2020 hits. That was the, that was the middle of 19, and then 2020 hits. I was like, holy shit. All right, you know what? And what you said to me was, no more real estate. Let's gas pedal down on this coaching thing, that's where you love it, you're fulfilled, you're happy. And then I said, hey, uh, I know we just lost hundreds of thousands of dollars of ours and other people's money. Um, can we buy this podcast? And then that turned out to be a shit show. <laughs> like, but look what we've done with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know? Zero to hero. Zero to hero. <laughs> Zero oh to hero. Gosh. And look at the movement it's created for others. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of this is necessary because who we became, the things that we did. Right created this thing that created this much bigger thing that's much bigger than us. But we are a catalyst to it. And so what people are getting from this community, from this podcast, from all the things that we've made a commitment to, based on who we've become, people are benefiting, not right. just us, and that's awesome. It's not just about us and our kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel really good about that, and that's very fulfilling. And it would not have happened if we hadn't gone through the shit. And the right. shit would have sunk us if we didn't have this, 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 these solid foundations. Exactly. Now that could wrap it up, but you should wrap it up. I should.
I don't know what to say. I feel <laughs> a lot of pressure to wrap it up. Well, in conclusion. In conclusion. Just think about somebody listening who's like, ah, what's the final word I'm here? I'm not a professional podcast. What's that final word here, Mayor? Please drop some say. gold on us, Mayor. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. This isn't us bragging, by the way. This no, is us, I mean, like, this and, is our failures and our successes. And there's still, I mean, we're still, every day we're learning, every day we're... We are going to fail Yeah. in two weeks from now. <laughs> and we're going to learn from it. What are we going to fail at? We're literally moving to California with our suitcases. No car, no house, no, like, we have a plan, but, like... Think about it. We get off the plane and we are homeless. We leave Baltimore homeless. And I think that's so awesome. That's so freaking awesome. That's so awesome. It's kind of crazy. But it's really just a vacation if you think about it. Like, we're not homeless. I mean, we technically don't. We own some homes, but like, not our main house in Baltimore. It'll be gone. And, and like, we will get on a plane like we're going on vacation, but we're actually moving. Yeah. Where most people are like, Checklist, 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 checklist. Okay, final checklist. Okay, fine. Okay, all right. Moving truck loops, and then our car, and then we drive this, and we hit. We're just freaking going. <laughs> We've also I mean, we created have, we that. We do have though. some checklists. We do, we have... do have checklists, but I'm saying like obsessive. This goes back to the other piece that we mentioned in here, which is surrender. Right. You got to have faith and trust. Well, and that's what I think. Um, like through the process of selling the house, too, I've learned like. What's going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to, yeah. And, and the universe, I had a lot of conversations with the universe. <laughs> um, and the universe delivered everything we needed for this piece of it. Yeah. And it will keep delivering. And it will deliver. Once we get off that plane in LA, it's going to deliver the next piece that we need and the next piece. And Our responsibility is to remove distractions right remove the meaning remove the stories remove the bullshit remove distraction from the present moment so the universe can show you the sign and you can walk mm-hmm. you know you just like Jim Carrey has a really great line and I don't remember it word for word but he says something like it's your job to move the stuff out of the way for the universe to open the door and for you to just effortlessly walk through it mm-hmm. it's not it's not a, oh my God, I only have this one opportunity, this one door. If you keep clearing out, the universe will keep delivering door over after door after door after door. It's like a bus. My dad right. always used to tell me, son, you're going to lose some sales. It happens. But deals are like buses. If you miss one, another one is right behind it. You can, you can count on it like the clock moving. It's always going to happen like the sun rising. Mm-hmm. And if, for instance, in that moment, in that freaking moment, that you just missed the last bus on that route forever and they stopped it and you just didn't know, then you either complain and sink into the mud or you get resourceful and go find another bus stop. That's it. Yeah. It's your call though. It's 100% your call. It is your, yeah. So we go to LA and we get off the plane and our bags don't show up. Who cares? Because I'll carry and you'll carry with us anything our kids need. Right. Other than that, as long as I have a metal purpose t-shirt, and we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> and we're going to ship some stuff out there, too, in a box. Yeah. Some clothes, some baby stuff, like... Some, some essentials. Some essentials, just in case, you know? We do take precaution. We're not, like, bag-in-the-wind mentality. We're very, we're very calculated and free-thinking. Mm-hmm. And we let the universe just dictate. And our job is to clear the, the bullshit out of our way. Right. Which is basically out of our mind. So, in conclusion. In conclusion. You can wrap it up. The pressure, guys. Maybe ask a question. See, look, the universe is delivering all the things. I just got an email about houses that are available. Oh, that one's pretty nice. Which, actually, we were talking about it. If we had pushed harder to have a place in L.A., like, by the time we got there, we would have ended up with something that we did not want. Because there was nothing coming on the market. And all of a sudden, like, our house goes under contract in the last, like, week, 10 days. So many houses have come on the market that we're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what we need. This is where we could be. I couldn't find it. Oh. That's okay. So the challenge is, 
like in your own life, think back to like the, the, the things that we felt said helped us, like those big pieces, you know, like communication or surrender or, you know, faith and trust in ourselves or like genuine curiosity about learning. Make a list of all the things that we mentioned and then review those things. Right. Listen, I'll be honest with you. For one of you listening, there's always one person. Like this might be the trigger that you needed to move on from a partner that is not serving you and you cannot grow with. And I'm not saying like go get divorced. But, but I'm it saying, could be any kind of partner. Yeah, it's not a, not a marriage. I'm saying this could be what you needed to say, you know what? I can't keep, I can't go anywhere with this person. I'm not going to make it any farther and I'm not okay staying where I am. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, you get to take the things that helped us. You can always reach out to us. You can always hit us up on our website, ianlobos.com. You can hit us up at Mental Purpose Podcasts on Instagram, Ian Lobos on Facebook. I don't know what you are. At M. Snowlo. That's Instagram. At M. Snowlo on Instagram if you have questions from air. And, and you can pick our brains. Like, we're an open book. We just taught you about a ton of stuff, but this is 10 years worth. And we'll do another one of these on our anniversary, our 10 year. Uh, in the fall. I can't believe it's been 10 years. But listen, it's been a long 10 years and there have been many, many battles and there have been an attempted divorce. It's been a a long, short 10 years. Yeah. And we kind of sit here today, you know, reminiscing as we wrap up this chapter of our lives in Baltimore and open the chapter in Los Angeles and we have all these amazing opportunities and, and options and abundance and things going on and cool schools for our kids and we're very happy chasing the dream but it only came from who we've become together get down and who we've become as a couple you know what the couple has become or who the couple has become so it only came from our individual growth and commitment to that individual Mm -hmm. growth and then the couple grew the relationship grew the marriage grew our parentship parenthood Parenting. Our parenting grew. Our businesses grew. Our failures were quicker. They weren't as damaging. They weren't as as like as like you know hollow point to the head. Like not not to get like graphic, but I'm serious. Like they weren't just just stop you in your tracks. No, well, we could probably talk about this topic for a long time. Yeah. But this is pretty good for ad living for an hour. Mm-hmm. Hour ten. More than an hour. So that's all. All right. Um, I think that's it. If you have questions, just let us know. And we're going to make this a podcast episode, so you'll be able to hear it there. And if you need us with coaching, you know where to get us. And if you know our, it's ianlobos.com. If you are not a member of the Mental Purpose community on Facebook, we are over 200 members. We are going to 1,000 members because we want to help as many people as possible live their life in true authenticity, fulfillment, and no regrets. And so to reiterate the, um, the mission, our mission is to elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose in order to live their most authentic life, reveal their most authentic self, and then live their most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. That's it.